Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. The Lord spoke to me uh, a few weeks ago, and this has never really transpired this way for me, but this month I'm going to be teaching on the Father's Blessing. And the last Sunday, which is February 27th, I would like all of you who are fathers to bring your children here. I would like all of you whose father still is alive to invite them to come and also to participate and even possibly your grandfathers, okay? Because we're going to have a corporate father's blessing the children's service on February 27th. It is so important for us to know that God has empowered us as the head of our families to bless our children. And you might say, well, pastor, what if I don't have a father or that's not possible? I will bless you as a spiritual father, okay? So nobody's going to be left out, and we want to encourage you to be a part of this. We also want grandfathers to bless their grandchildren, And so as we teach today, one of the things that I want you to understand is this, and that is, what is a blessing anyway? And what is the purpose of a blessing? Well, the first time we see God blessing mankind is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. It is there, uh, it is to you, it shall be seed. Now, excuse me, I, uh, I missed my scripture here. Well, I guess I read verse 29. Okay, verse 28. Sorry about that. I guess I need some new glasses, right? The, then God blessed them, and God said to them, this is the blessing, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, when God blessed Adam, not Adam, which we get the word Adam from, but he wasn't just blessing a individual man. He was blessing mankind. That's what Adam means. This is mankind. And if you remember, when God created man, it said that he created them to be a living being. And a being, whenever you see the word I-N-G, and I'm not a grammar scholar by any means, but it's my understanding that anytime you see I-N-G after a word, it's a continuation of what that original word means. So God said light be and light was. And God said man be and man was and he became a living being. That means he is a continuation of God's original creation. And so when it says here in Genesis 1.28, then God blessed him and said be fruitful. That doesn't mean to be fruitful one time. That means he created you to continue to be fruitful. He created you to continue to multiply. He created you to continue to have to subdue. He created you to continue to have 
dominion. He created you to be able to take everything that he has given you for seed and for food and to multiply it and to increase it in your life. How did he, how did he do that? He spoke that over mankind or over Adam. So each and every one of you have been blessed from the very creation of man to multiply, to increase, to be fruitful, to subdue, to have dominion, and to be an overcomer in this life. And this is why when we begin to understand what a blessing is, we as fathers are empowered by God to release that same ability into what we have been fruitful with in the area of having our children. And that's why the Father's blessing is so important. Moms, you're important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not important. You're very important. And we understand that because the truth is if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here, okay? And uh, we all know that, all right? So, but nevertheless, but God has empowered the Father in the image or the representation of our Heavenly Father to speak a blessing over each and every one of our children. Fruitful means to grow your image. And so you created this child, dads. You know, I heard some dad say, he, he was so mad at his son, he said, look, I brought you into this world, I can take you out, and I'll make another one just like you. <laughs> so we, you know, you, you brought this child in, 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 in a simulation of your own image, but yet you didn't just bring him in so you can have a chip off the old block. You brought them into this world so that you can impart to them their very purpose and their very plan and empower them to fulfill that. And a lot of our image is a result of how we perceive, somebody say perceive, how we perceive our own image with our fathers. And so sometimes there's some of us who would say, well, you know, I didn't have a father who did these things. You know what? That's okay. You have a heavenly father who will make up the difference. Can I hear an amen? You have, you know, we don't have perfect fathers. Nobody's a perfect father. None of us were a perfect father. And we need to remember this. <coughs> a lot of our fathers did not know how to empower us. They would have liked to. You know, but they didn't know they had the power to bless. They didn't know they, that, that how powerful their words were that affected us. They had no idea because of the way they were raised. You know, and I look at my, my own father, and yes, you know, we can all talk about the shortcomings, which were few, but unfortunately, the enemy likes to magnify them, doesn't he? You know, my dad's, he had a lot of great attributes, you know, in, in his life, you know, but unfortunately, like a lot of children, you know, and teenagers, unfortunately, I, uh, I focused on the negative and not the positive, and in my own situation, you know, how sad it is to say that I didn't appreciate my father until he passed away, because my eyes were more clouded by the negative things than the, by the positive things. 
And yet I do know that my dad did impart some value in me. He did impart and empowered me to become what I've, I've been called to, uh, created to do. There was some resistance when I left the engineering field because he was an engineer. And uh, in fact, you know, one of the professors I had was a professor that he had at MU. And he was so proud of the fact that I was walking in his steps and, and working in the same field that he was working in. But then there was a greater calling than my natural father on my life, and that was my heavenly father. And he didn't understand that. So there was some resistance at first, but I want to let you know that he came around. And not only did he come around, but God did a supernatural miracle in his life and spared his life another four years. And during those four years, God used him. He had a dream when we were looking for a place to, to, to grow, our old location. We outgrew it. We were running two services, and uh, we, were out, we outgrew it. We needed more space. And he had a dream about us getting out ahead before our time. And he was very reluctant to share that dream. But yet in sharing that dream, it helped us to hold steady, to reevaluate what we were doing. And then God opened up this facility. And before God opened up this facility, he had a dream about this facility. You say, how do you know that? Because even in his sickness, he decided to come out here and look at this facility. And when he drove up, he said, that's exactly what I saw in my dream. Amen. And so, you know, we have a responsibility also now that we're adults. I believe everybody in the room is an adult. Anyway, that we're adults to also allow our parents to receive from God, even though they may have missed it in an area or two of our particular lives. We need to let that go because once we let that go, God will make up the difference. Tell your neighbor God will make up the difference and don't patty cake, give God praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So God has blessed you to be fruitful and to multiply, which means to become great, to become many, to become numerous. He has blessed you to replenish or to Fill the earth. Not only can you do it once, but you can do it twice. Hello, somebody. Or a third time. Or a fourth time. To subdue. You are in control of what's going on. I'll never forget, I was asked uh, by a pastor in another city to visit a member of his here in the hospital who was in an accident. And so I went up to visit this particular individual to pray for them. And so I prayed for them, and the mother of this particular individual said, may I talk to you? I said, absolutely. So as we sat down to talk, she said, I just want to let you know that I am an atheist. Okay, you know, why are you telling me that, you know? And so anyway, she said, because I want to know if God is so great, how come there are so many problems in this world? And I said, the reason there's so many problems in this world, because God has put us in charge. I said, read your Bible. He called us to subdue or to be in control. And we're the ones that has messed up, not God. I said, but the good news is he's going to come back and fix it. Amen? That was the end 
of our conversation. Charge, and you may not all you to take control, to be in charge. And you may not always be in charge of everything you want to be in charge, but you can be in charge of your own emotions. You can be in charge on what you dwell upon. You can be in charge on what you, 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 know, you, you allow on the inside of you. You can be in charge of those things. And you can be in charge of whether you're going to let the past dictate your future or you're going to let the past go so that you can have a future. Can I hear an amen in this house? So you're called to subdue, be in control of what's going on, especially in your own life. And as long as your children are of age, then you can also set an atmosphere to help them and be in control of their life. Now, I know a lot of teenagers may snarl at me when I share this particular testimony, but you'll be a parent someday. I listened in on my daughter's conversation. How dare you? Well, because she wasn't telling me the truth, and I knew it. And I would listen in from time to time to find out. I investigated where she went, who she hung out with. But I didn't do that just for my daughter. I did it for my son. Amen? I was a protective father. Well, it sounds like you were overbearing. Overbearing my foot, I wasn't overbearing enough. <laughs> you know, and you have to do what you feel is right for your children, okay? But you need to know and you have the right to know what your underage children are doing. Amen. That is your God-given permission from God and I know the state is trying to steal it from you through called government schools oh I got on somebody's soapbox didn't I but nevertheless it is your responsibility and don't let any man or any government or any devil take away your authority of empowering and being in charge of your family. We see God validating his own son here in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. After Jesus was baptized, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, and who I am well pleased. You know, the truth is that because God is so forgiving, because God is so merciful, that he doesn't see you based upon the things that you've done wrong. He sees you washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, forgiven, and not only forgiven, but he doesn't even remember your past mistakes. So he'll never bring it up and hold it against you. That's how he sees you. And he validated his own son by saying, this is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. 
and you are an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus and as a representation of our Heavenly Father, I am here to tell each and every one of you, he's saying the same thing to you. You are my beloved, who I am well pleased. Receive that blessing from the Lord, if you will, today. Let God bless you. In 3 John, it says, Beloved. And one of the things about that particular word, if you break it apart, you need to allow God to love you. I don't think it's a coincidence that God has put this message on my heart the day before Valentine's. God wants to love you with an unconditional love. Will you let him do that? Many times we have a hard time receiving the love of our Heavenly Father because of what we grew up with with our natural fathers. But let me challenge you. Number one, there may have been some who have never heard their father validate them. But is it because they did not know how to validate you? Did your father know how to bless you? Many of our fathers didn't know that. You know, I learned this probably after my dad passed away. I don't ever recall having my father bless me. But I do know that in his latter days of his life, he was very pleased with the calling of God. He empowered me to go on. He wasn't disappointed in the fact that I left the engineering field and went into the ministry. He began to see God's hand was upon my life. That was my responsibility as an adult child, to let go and not hold him accountable to what he couldn't do. Come on, somebody, because he didn't know how to do that. And I can guarantee you this, that if he knew how to do that, he would have done everything in his power to be a blessing to me. But he didn't know. So why should I hold him accountable to something he didn't know? And secondly, if I hold him accountable to something he didn't know, then I am forfeiting what God can do for what he does know to do for me. So that's why it's so important. Don't hold your father accountable. He may, not, he may not know how or did not know how to validate you. Did your father validate you, but somehow you overlooked it and didn't see it? This is what unfortunately happened to me. After my dad passed away, all of a sudden, bam, I began to all of a sudden, it's just like I was just like inundated with all these great things my dad did for me when I was growing up, and I just totally overlooked it. How sad that there had to be a death for me to appreciate what my father did for me. It shouldn't have been that way, but it was, and I hope, I'm sharing this, so I hope that somebody else doesn't experience the same thing I experienced. There are some things that your parents did do for you to validate you, to try to help you to the best of their ability, and sometimes we have a tendency to overlook those things. Ask God to open up your eyes to realize that they may have done the very best they knew how to do, and that was their way of validating you. Can you receive your heavenly Father's blessing? But you, because the truth is it wasn't until I could receive my heavenly Father's blessing that my eyes were opened up to see what my Father really tried to do for me. You know, his heart was in the right place, but maybe his method wasn't uh, uh, palatable for me at that particular time. He didn't know better, so why should I hold that against him? But yet God can make up a difference. 
And then the next thing here is you can reverse the negative things that are in your life in order to bless your future. In fact, God wants you to reverse the negative things that have happened in your life so that you can bless your future. You know, one of the things that, you know, I, I, I decided to do as a parent, and now I am a grandparent, and that is not to repeat some of the things that were uncomfortable for me, you know, in my children's life, but to try to do better than my parents did for me. And in doing so, I reversed what the enemy tried to use against me, and I empowered our children to be fruitful. And there are times I still call up my son today. And many of you know that he's my stepson. It doesn't really matter. He's in my household. And I'm empowered to empower him. And I call him up from time to time and I said, Jason, I bless you. And from time to time we call up Kim. We said, we bless you. Sometimes they don't understand it and sometimes they do. But one of the things that I'm hoping to do is that if they can't be up here on Sunday morning, I'm hoping that they can connect to us from some type of Zoom because I'm going to bless my son and my daughter on February 27th, just like you are. But I'm going to bless my grandchildren this time. Amen? Glory to God. Because we're going to have a corporate father's blessing on February 27th, and you don't want to miss it. So putting the power of blessing back in, the, in order for your family, first of all, you have to receive God's love for you, yourself individually. I said it earlier, 3 John 2, beloved or be loved. Let God love you. Let God love you. Let God change this reticular activating system in the back of your head that I've talked about before. In other words, that little memory in the back of your head that causes, that hinders you from being able to receive from God, that filters everything. Let God love you in a way that you've never been loved before. Because he does. He accepts you for who you are. Doesn't mean that he, when he accepts you, he agrees with everything that you do. But he does accept you for who you are. And he has great things for you. And he wants to empower you to be fruitful and to multiply and to subdue. So be, begin to let God love you. The blessing of the Father forgets the past. I mentioned that earlier. The Bible says he remembers your sin as far as the east is from the west. He remembers no more your past mistakes. You know why that is? Because if he constantly reminded you of your past, you would be in bondage to try to do everything perfect to feel like you have to do things perfect in order for you to be successful in life. God's not saying you have to be perfect to be successful in this life. That's why he's forgotten your past. He doesn't want your past to hinder your future. And so you have to yourself have to let go of your past. Many times people are haunted by the mistakes. Well, if I wouldn't have done this, or if I hadn't done this, or if I hadn't made this decision, or if I hadn't done this. Listen. Put it under the blood. Don't drag yourself through the mud. Drag yourself through the blood that will cleanse you and cause you to forget every mistake that you've ever made. If your heavenly father has forgotten, then receive his blessing and you let it go too. That's part of receiving his blessing. Part of receiving his blessing is receiving what he has done for you. 
Also by forgetting the past, it instills confidence that the Father still believes in them. I've told this story before, but there are new people here who have never heard this story. But, you know, when Jason was growing up, I began to teach him responsibility. And one of the responsibilities I taught him was how to mow the grass. Not because I didn't want to mow grass. You know, some people, well, you know, you just did that because you just wanted your son to mow the grass and you didn't want to do it anymore. No, that wasn't the case. I was teaching him responsibility. And the first time I let Jason mow the front yard without me watching him, I was in the backyard and he was mowing the front yard, and all of a sudden I heard the lawnmower come to a quick stop. Oh, I mean, I know enough about lawnmowers to know that that wasn't normal. So I waited a while, and, and, and nothing happened, and I waited a little longer, and nothing happened. So I slowly kind of walked around to see if he was going to come get me. And so sure enough, I got to the front yard. And so what Jason decided to do, instead of picking up the newspaper... He decided to mow around it. He thought he could get close enough to the newspaper and mow around it so that he didn't have to pick it up. But he got too close to the newspaper, and the lawnmower sucked it up in there. And, I mean, it was a mess. I mean, there was newspaper all over our yard, all over the lawnmower. You couldn't even pull the, you know, the, the, the recoil string. It was just so stopped up. And he was just shaking like a leaf because he was concerned I was going to be angry at him. So I put my arm around him and I said, let me guess. You decided to mow around the newspaper instead of picking it up. It was like, how would you know? Because <laughs> I did it myself. <laughs> you know? And I said, well, I have a feeling you'll never do this again. So we went and we took everything apart and got it all cleaned up, put it back together. We did this together and got out there and mowed the yard. Why? You know, one of the things that our children need to know is that we can help them learn from their mistakes. And this is why God doesn't hold it against us. He wants us to know that we can learn from our past mistakes so that we can go on and fulfill the plans and purposes of God in our lives. Secondly, you are empowered to bless. James chapter 3, verse 10 says, Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. And my brethren, these things ought not be so. You are empowered to bless. You are empowered to make a difference. You are in the image of your heavenly Father. And how did God create the world? He called things that be not as though they are. You know, our, our, you know, Jason struggled with school, but we never told him he was a dummy or a failure. We told him, you know, that you have the mind of Christ. You know, you have all skill and knowledge and learning and wisdom. That's what we spoke over him. He's a brilliant kid today, but he had some troubles, you know, studying. And sometimes when you have trouble studying and sometimes when you have trouble, you know, doing well even though you've studied, it makes you angry. It makes you frustrated. And I can relate. But we didn't give up on them, you know. We went to summer school a few summers, and we just kept on going, walking through this. And, you know, he got over it. Because we don't hold what he can't do against him. We begin to tell him what he can do. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. 
And this is one of the things that we need to understand is that we are empowered to bless, empowered to, you know, uh, uh, carve out. Three, renounce anything that hasn't blessed or doesn't bless. Parents, don't be afraid to tell your children and ask them to forgive you when you've made a mistake. They won't, won't respect you any less. In fact, they'll probably respect you more. I'll say this, whatever you compromise, you'll end up losing. I learned a really hard lesson one time with our daughter, you know, and she just, you guys are so, you know, you're just so strict. You won't let me watch any movies, da, 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 da. So finally, I just kind of gave in. I said, okay, well, what movie do you want to watch? So we went, and got, we went and got the movie, and I thought she'd watch it with me. No, man, she lost respect for me because I gave in. What you compromise, you can lose. They want you to set boundaries for them because that's your way of blessing them. They want those boundaries in their lives. They might argue and all that, but you know what? It's all right. They'll get over it. But it's important that we be willing to say, hey, I missed it. Forgive me. I misunderstood. Or renounce, which means it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, for we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Renounce those things. Break those things. Declare they're not going to be a part of your life. I forbid rejection of my past to hinder my future. I, forget, I forbid not being blessed or having an understanding of being blessed to hinder me from being blessed. I forbid not being validate, not being validated to hinder me from validating others. I declare I'm blessed by God. I declare that God's intended purpose is being fulfilled in my life. I declare I'm taking hold of my blessing. I declare I'm increasing in my blessings. I declare I'm passing my blessings on. So one of the things I like to do this morning is to cut off any hindrance that might be in your life, any remembrance, any negative thoughts, anything that's still stuck in your own soul that's hindering you from receiving the blessing of the Father. And you would say, well, Pastor, that's me. You know, I, I have some negative memories about some things growing up, and it's hard for me to really relate. Sometimes it's hard for me to pass on because of some things that happened in my own life. Well, the day is a new day. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.